You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 359. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 359. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. (laughs) Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. <laughs> hey girl, how you doing? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing I... pretty good. It's a gorgeous day outside. Okay, before we talk about the weather, <laughs> I just have to say Mr. Smith counts me in. I think we've told you this a yeah, couple of times. Sure. And he's always switching up his digits, like which digits he uses, and then in, in in hopes that he'll make me laugh, which Which I do. You do Which I do. Which you've been successful, sir. <laughs> For 23 years. For 23 years. Yeah, we just celebrated. 21. 21. 21 marriage. Years married, yeah. Marriage. Marriage. What brings us together today? 23 together. Yeah. And it. we had a really great time. We got anniversary plants. We did. We had anniversary plants. We had anniversary. We bought them too. We had anniversary plans. They got f- freuded? Thwarted. Thwarted. I was like, what's that word? <laughs> Just watching you workshop that real quick. <laughs> they got totally thwarted. <laughs> thwarted? <laughs> okay, yeah, thwarted. We were supposed to go to Ireland. Ireland, yeah. Back to the homeland. Yes, back to the homeland. Uh, but COVID happened. That's and right. ergo, that's why we, had at, we did anniversary plants. We did anniversary plants instead. Mm-hmm. Not plants. No, we Mind have, you. We, didn't, we actually didn't have plans. <laughs> we we only not. had plants. We just had plans. So, so we did some damage with, with this lovely gal, Liz, over at Pike's Nursery. She was so helpful. She was so helpful and such a hoot. She'd disappear, and then she'd come back. Check this plant out. Look yeah. at how it grows like this. And, look and then at, she'd just yeah. take off again, and then she'd come back. Look at this one. It's got little dolphins <laughs> hanging off of it. She and was just so informative. We bought pretty much everything she suggested. Just about. We didn't get the, the squiggly one. Yes, that one was awesome. Or the dolphin plant. The dolphin plant. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure this is riveting for it's everybody. Riveting. We're so excited to have you here. <laughs> We're I'm squirrely because I need some rest, which um, is a very amazing segue into, into our topic today, which is which all about is. rest. Yes. The necessity of rest, how it actually takes courage to rest. And some really cool, poignant things that I've been learning kind of in my own education lately that I'm really excited to share with you. So we're going to jump into that today, especially for those of you who have a really difficult time truly resting. Right. And you go into the, oh, my God, I'm so lazy, or I should be doing this, I should Uh be doing that. You're definitely going to want to tune in. But we have a – we got to keep it light here for a second before we dig into the dirt. Yeah, we keep it light with a, a little segment we like to call. Would you rather? And today's <laughs> would you rather is, would you rather live in a house with no roof or live in a house with no walls? Oh, that's weird. Uh, and like a, like a carport. 
I feel like I'd probably rather live in a carport type style. Yeah, why? Because of weather. Yeah, but you're going to get the weather anyway. I'm going to get the weather, but it's not going to be on me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I can, I can do things to keep myself warm or to cool myself down. I could still have a fan and stuff if I needed to cool. Now, now I have to. Well, either one, you're either screwed. One. Yeah. But if I have walls, I don't know. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, because now if I have walls, I at least have a little more protection. But then somebody could have like one of those. <laughs> Here we go. The things. imagination runs wild. Well, you know, because I'm always actively trying to not get murdered. Th- that's true. But you're staying sexy while you do it. I'm just, I'm staying sexy. Shout out to uh, my favorite murder. If anybody yep. is a, a fan of that podcast, I'm always trying to stay sexy and not get murdered. And so, you know, those things that climbers have, that's like a pick and then they throw it up and it catches on yeah. something and then they can hoist themselves up. Right. Somebody could do that if I had walls and they could come on in. But if I have, <laughs> so they could still get at me. It's not, what I'm saying They could is, scale the They could walls. scale it. Yeah. It's not at, plus with parkour the way it is. You would hear them if they're sticking stakes in your wall. Though. Maybe they have suction cups on their <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Now we're an Inspector Gadget. Mode. That was a little throwback. Do you remember that? We had you had cleats, or would you rather have cleats or tiny suction oh, cups? Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> go back to that. Would you rather? <laughs> so maybe they walk up with their <laughs> suction cup feet. Okay, or so their pike feet. Well, what I was thinking was, oh, walls would be safer, and then in my mind went, well, they could scale the wall. Right, but think about animals could come in too, right? But we have our fierce guard dogs. We do. We have our 10-pound useless guard dog. <laughs> Their only skill set is prolonged eye contact. That's it. That's, it. <laughs> that's, the, only, that's the only thing they came that's with. That's the skill they have. That's it. Yeah. And, and some good cuddles. But they are, they're amazing at it. <laughs> they will hold that I mean, eye contact. I have to admit. Staring contest, me and you. <laughs> you win. You always do. <laughs> oh, my God. I need the to, Will Ferrell throwback there. I need to pull it okay. in because yeah, I'm getting squirrely. Let's get into the, the – okay content okay the no would you rather we got to finish this okay what well why don't we go over to you what would you rather i would i think i would rather um i'm gonna go with walls i can get um furniture that's like blow up furniture that's all plastic. yeah yeah or like wicker or something like that where Oh. Doesn't hold, you know, rain or condensation. Condensation. Um, I could get little overhangs for my TV to kind of cover it up or protect it a little bit. What do you do about your bed? Yeah, you could put one of those like tents that they use at fairs. Okay. To put over your bed, right? Like if you just can't have a roof. To... You can have umbrellas and you know coverings. You just can't have a roof. Okay. All right. So I, that's that's my my first inclination was to for sure go with the roof, just yeah. like keep. I I just hate getting rained on. <laughs> I really I really actually hate don't it. mind it. I kinda, Maybe I need to. I kind of dig it. Get into that. In yeah, some way. it kind of feels good. If it's cold and windy, that's one thing. But if it's like a warm rain, like here in North Carolina, Ugh. it's actually kind of nice. It's like want some extra sweat. Here's it's, some sweat. It's like a shower. It's no, it isn't. It's very similar to a shower. No, it's not. With your clothes on. It's like somebody's spitting on you and no, they are just you kidding? a marathon. <laughs> it rains hardcore here. Are you kidding me? And it rains hot. Right. That's, That's a shower. Sh- <laughs> 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 it's so gross. Proves my point. It's, it, All right. So, okay. Wow. 
I don't know what I Where do we go? I Where do these know. people go if they want to chime in on the Would You Rather? Can you do this part? Do you know how to do I this? I don't. You can, <laughs> you've heard me say it for like hundreds of Hundreds episodes. of times. I check out a little bit during that time. <laughs> All right. So we would love to hear what you would rather. <laughs> And you can go over to our Facebook page. It is our After Hours Club. After Hours. (laughs) You should have seen him come up on the microphone just now, you guys. And it's a really incredible group. I do a a chat with everybody on Mondays about what they would rather. And we get everybody's explanation, which is super fun. Wednesdays, we do a warm, fuzzy Wednesday. We celebrate. And every month, I do bonus training. So if there's things that come up, for example, you're listening to our show today and you're going, yeah, but here's where I I really struggle. You can go over to the After Hours community and submit questions for me to cover during our monthly trainings. It's a really great grouping of people everybody is so so kind and it's just really great camaraderie so if you want to join us go to the joyjunkie.com slash club that redirects redirects you right over to our little corner of facebook and we would love to see you there and i think yes, we I, I think i'll after you really pled the case for the walls i think i'll go for the walls oh you are it's safer i was going the opposite of you to try to well, you really, you really built a convincing I, case. <laughs> okay. So, good night. You're right. Good night. I'm right. <laughs> we had, we, we developed a new thing for when Mr. Smith doesn't want to keep arguing with me at night. <laughs> and I, and also, I'm clearly right. But he's right. reached his utility. He cannot, he cannot even with me. I cannot even with you. And so he just goes, "Good night. You're right. Good night. You're right." <laughs> it should be the right. You're right. Good night. <laughs> I know, but now we've already started it, yeah. and it just has Good night, a you're right, just has a little ring to it. It has a ring. Yeah. Whew. All right. Let's talk about necessary rest. Let's do it. So this idea came to me. I think I've mentioned to you before on the show that I am taking a social justice class. I'm going to link to the educator who I'm learning from. His name is Dr. T. Williams. It's T-E-E. And he is just doing phenomenal work in this world. And we've been talking about how various things like self-care and community and play. So we've been talking about it in that context of, of liberation and social justice. But I thought this was so poignant for a lot of you out there who are recovering perfectionists and and or control freaks and have a really hard time genuinely unplugging, Mm -hmm. genuinely decompressing. And he said this quote in class the other week that just kind of blew me away. And he said, resting means you get to put your burdens down. Mm -hmm. That's great. And I I think there's a bit of a biblical context to that. Sure. That's okay. I'll accept it. (laughs) I'll allow it. It's not going to trigger you? No. Amy's triggered. No, I'll allow it. (laughs) I thought that was so interesting because I've noticed for myself and a lot of my students and clients, they'll actually have white space or downtime where they're decompressing, but they are not putting down those burdens that are emotionally, spiritually, and mentally draining. Sure. Those are still in the background. Mm -hmm. It's like they're continuing to run. Yeah. And so perhaps you have, okay, I'm not going to do anything this weekend, but you sit there on your couch and you think about how you should 
be organizing everything in the garage because you actually have time. And so you're shooting and shooting and there's this constant push pull of productivity and rest, productivity and rest. And all the meanwhile, you're carrying that burden. You're, you're carrying shooting your pants. You're shooting your pants. <laughs> you are carrying the burden of productivity. That's not truly rest. That's not emotional and mental and spiritual rest. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be discussing today is what does that really look like? And I brought this up to some of my students in Deep Down and Dirty, and it really hit home for them too. Because I think we create this notion that rest means I just need time off. But we're not necessarily vigilant about what we're doing to recharge. Not mentally. Yeah. During that time off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can think for myself too, just recently with time that's been off, I've been, I have totally been beating myself up about needing to be more productive. So the rest then is not restorative. Uh -huh. It's not able to get you back in the saddle with just as much juice and fervor and excitement. And vigor. Exactly. So let's, first of all, I've got two points that I want to talk about just why this is so important. The first is that overload of stress is leading to disease hmm. and physiological, physical issues more so than we have ever seen before. Most definitely. Hormone issues, adrenal issues, thyroid issues, um, autoimmune stuff disproportionately affects women. We are seeing things at an all-time high where we have been told just rest. And every uh, the the collective response is like hell, like hell. I'm going to fucking rest. <laughs> right. Yeah. I need a pill for that. I need I need some sort of quick, quick, quick response because we have conditioned ourselves to be in that constant sympathetic nervous system where we are in some sort of imminent threat, where we are putting out fires. We are fight, flight, freeze. Fawn is a new one I just learned. Fawn? We're, we're definitely going to need to talk about it. Mm. Yeah, fawn is when you appease or fawn the uh, the oh, abuser or the attacker uh -huh. in order to stay self-preserved. And uh, what is that? That's sure. fucking people-pleasing. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That's when I get uncomfortable, when I feel threatened, let me just make sure everybody else is okay. Is that like, good night, you're right? It's like, good night, you're right. <laughs> just appease. Just to stay safe, yeah. right? So if we are constantly in that sympathetic nervous system, which what happens when we feel threat? The adrenals go batshit crazy. We get that rush of adrenaline. So no wonder we're having epic amounts of adrenal fatigue and, you know, all these thyroid issues because we're not allowing ourselves to come down out of that heightened state. Yeah. And we're staying in it. And then what we're doing is we're medicating to get through the day. So we're pumping ourselves full of all this caffeine throughout the day to be productive because like hell, I'm going to rest. Mm -hmm. Then we get to nighttime. We want to unwind. What do we do? We start pumping ourselves full of alcohol mm -hmm. or sleeping pills or shit like that. And the cycle continues. And we wonder why we're manifesting ailments and issues and disease and yeah. chronic pain and anxiety and depression because we are not resting. We aren't allowing that parasympathetic to kick in, which is sometimes called tend and befriend. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
But that's when you are not in that heightened state, when you're able to wind wind down and rest. Something to add to that is, I can't remember, I read an article or I saw this somewhere where uh, we are now programmed to wait for our phone to beep. Like, oh, did somebody like what I just posted or... Uh, that I get a message back from so-and-so yes. or, you know, our phones go off all the time now, yeah. right? And it's become an addiction of yes. sorts Yes, where our, we are looking for that endorphin right. of, oh, who's looking, who's looking now? Oh, who just called me? Who's just texted, right? That yes. constant looking at your phone. And that's a heightened state of arousal. It's a heightened state of arousal, yeah. So that's part of the sympathetic not being able to turn off as we have our phones glued to us now. It's interesting because in in the hypnotherapy world, there are people who are coming to hypnosis specifically to break phone addiction. Wow. Because of exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And apps and likes and all of that is based off of human behavior in order to get us to do that uh, compulsory Behavior of we know how you're going to operate. We know how that's going to be released. So let's keep giving it to you. And then all of a sudden we're addicted to our phones. Yep. We can't be without them. I want you all to check out this resource. This this book was so pivotal for me. It's by twins. Their names are Emily and Amelia Nagowski. And they wrote a book called Burnout. And we will put it in the show notes for you. But what it is, is a story about and an understanding with the stress cycle and how we can, for example, if you have a really, really stressful project that's due at work and you're hustling, 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 and you turn in the project and now the stressor is gone, but you can't come down from that stress for days uh-huh. is because we have disrupted, per, uh, perpetually disrupted our stress cycle. Interesting. And so they talk about this in much more elaboration and much more astute than I could ever explain. But it was really influential to me about the detriment of stress, even good stress, and how we need those times to rest, we need to decompress. So please check out that book. Uh, Emily Nagowski one of the twins also wrote an incredible book called Come As You Are, which is a book about sexual discovery for women. And it is incredible. And she had a piece in that book about stress. Hmm. And everyone who read it was like, please write a book about stress. So she got together with her sister and they wrote Burnout, which is, Uh, you know, prevailing right now. A lot of industries are talking about burnout. We just can't keep at this pace. It's not, it's not, humanly conducive you know what's interesting is with covid uh, most of us have had to slow down to some extent right right a lot of less people traveling a lot less people meeting like there's a lot less of driving that. commuting but we still feel the angst for that life exactly right like it's uncomfortable to be in a place where you're not active hustling like yeah putting out fires being comfortable with that is a very I don't want to say difficult task, but it's it's an elusive task. Right. Right? Yeah. So it's hard to get there. Well, and that's a complicated topic in and of itself sure, because sure. what we're also experiencing is legitimate trauma. And so we're still in the midst of trauma. So that also incurs grief. Sure. 
And so we're dealing with a it's myriad a, of emotions. Lots of facets, yeah. But one of them is yeah. that we're looking for that same speed of life and we can't get there. Yeah, And that's frustrating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's incredibly frustrating. So have a look at those uh, that book by the Nagowski sisters. It's really incredible. The second point that I wanted to make about why this is so important is – as a society, and I've kind of mentioned this already, we have an unhealthy relationship with rest. We glorify busyness and productivity. Mm-hmm. And that leads us to branding ourselves as lazy. I remember hearing a woman saying just recently that she can't just sit and watch TV. She has to be doing something because she, she feels does. lazy. Uh-huh. And I've thought about that my, with myself because my first thought was like, oh, my God, decompress. Let yourself go already. All sure. judgmental. And then I started thinking about you and I. And when we decompress and watch TV at night, I am always playing some game on my phone. Yeah. And it's not because I have to be productive. It's because I haven't attuned myself to genuine rest mm. and, and checking out and really allowing to just be. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, some of that can just be the angst of where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can't sit still. I can't sit still. And I do notice that I do it more frequently if I haven't been working or uh, working out. Uh-huh. So if I've been working out, I'm much more apt to just relax and release. Mm-hmm. So incredibly important there, too. Yeah, okay. yeah. Great points. So those are the two pieces. This is why it's important. Stress can lead to disease. And we already have an unhealthy relationship with rest. We need to start unpacking that we get stuck in all of the shoulds and we don't really allow it which is kind of what i was talking about earlier we take time off but we don't truly rest so what does it mean to truly truly rest so i've got four points here and these are sort of the ways in which i want you to discover how this actually applies to you and your situations because i do think that there are different issues that we're all carrying. It might be financial. It might be relationship stuff. So my first piece is allow the downtime to truly be restorative and recharged. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about how to how to access that. But the one thing I want you to keep in mind about this is when you jump back into productivity mode, when you're back to work, when you're back with the kids, when you're jumping back in, The goal that we're looking for, the thing that we're shooting for is a full tank to feel as though the time we spent off recharged you, restored you. Yeah. Not that it was just simply there. So that's number one is we want to start shifting that framework of looking at what rest is. My rest needs to not just be white space. It needs to be restorative and recharging so much so that when I stop resting, I'm ready to go. I'm where I'm restored. Right. Okay. That's sort of the new framework. Not because I think what a lot of us do is go, oh, I should take time off because everyone's telling me I need to rest. Mm -hmm. And so you're just kind of looking at your clock, not really doing anything other than obsessing about the shit you need to do when you get back to work (laughs) or what so-and-so said to you and whatever. That's going to be so much more when I get back. Exactly. Yeah. So number two, start checking in with what areas of your life need restoration or asking yourself another way what burdens do you need to place down what crosses do you need to unbear (laughs) wow that that was both (laughs) biblical and game of thrones all at the same time 
So I, when I thought of it in that context of what burdens do you need to place down, I could start tapping into these categories, emotional categories, mental and spiritual categories. Mm-hmm. So I think if you can start getting clear that these are the things that usually take up my mental and emotional real estate, what are, what are you ruminating on? When you're sitting there trying to relax, trying to let go, what burdens are you still carrying? Yeah. Do they fall into something that is, you know, the conscious override, cognitive override, where it's just constant thought process? Is it emotional where you're carrying uh, burdens of how somebody else may feel or your own emotional current? Is it spiritual? Is it related to something that is a deeper meaning to you that you've been, you know, I know for a lot of us, this is also very much emotional as well. There is sort of this collective trauma of the state of where we are. To me, that feels spiritual in some Mm -hmm. way. So look at what burdens are you carrying that you need to place down? And I want you to write them down. I want you to get really clear. And I want you to visualize what do you usually do for rest? Do I usually just zone out on TikTok or Netflix? Or what do I do for rest that I can then say, oh, well, I, I, I took a little time off. Mm-hmm. So you can pretend you're doing something good for yourself. <laughs> All right. And what burdens are you still carrying during that time? And jot it down. Start looking at that. Because what we're talking about with rest is that we are going to temporarily lay these burdens down. So they will be there for you when you get back to the office, when you jump back into your kid's schooling, when you get back to your business, whatever. It's still going to be there. But right now what we're saying is respite. Mm -hmm. I don't know why this was so fucking profound to me because it just completely changed the way in which I viewed downtime and often. It's a mindset, yeah. It really is. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Dr. T. Rocked my world with that. And this is something that we discuss a lot in in Deep Down and Dirty. And we talk about what are all the shoulds, what are the things that are influencing your ability to be with yourself because there's a lot of times when it's like, oh, I really want to get into – some works that I'm doing in Deep Down and Dirty, which is my, you know, my primary signature program. Oh, it is? It is. Tell me a little bit more about it. I, I will. I don't know I about will. this. <laughs> or, you know, they want to get into something like that, but they're so exhausted because they've been giving and giving and giving to everybody else, right? So here we yeah. are people pleasing. We're so stuck in the perfectionism cycle. We're trying to control things. Yep. And most of the time we're trying to evade our emotions. That's why we did a, a show not too long ago on emotional intelligence. It might have even been a week or two ago. Yeah, it was we'll a link, weeks ago. We'll link to that in the show notes around all of these things that we try to bypass in order to be productive and check off the box. Yeah. So no wonder you've gotten yourself to a place where you don't believe that you matter hmm. or that you don't believe that you're enough. You're doing and doing and doing for everybody else. Yeah, right. And what that does is it sends a subconscious message to your mind that everyone else's wants, opinions, and needs are more important than your own. Mm-hmm. And then you nurture the behavior. So if it's like, I've, if making everybody happy has made me feel good about myself, then I must do that. If perfecting has always made me feel like a sense of identity, then I have to continue to do that. And then when it falters, 
when someone's not happy with you or shit hits the fan because of a global pandemic or social unrest, our entire identity is rocked. Mm-hmm. You know, our who we are is somewhat destroyed. This is something that we dig into a lot in Deep Down and Dirty, and that's sort of the beginning pieces of it is dismantling all of these limiting beliefs. And beliefs aren't really something that I talk as much about on the show very purposely because it's a deep work. Right, right. When when people get to that weeks three and four and deep down and dirty, they're like, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is some serious dismantling. Switches up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's kind of from that place you can start recreating everything in your life. So people hmm. who believed that they were not enough or that they were not lovable now can very assertively say, oh, without a shadow of a doubt, my voice matters. Without a shadow of a doubt, I am enough. Oh, absolutely, I am lovable. One of the things that I am hearing people think about when they hear this is that it's a very selfish place. And Mm. I, I think the thing that we have to get around is that like the Mother Teresa ideal of being in service to people, yeah, right? Not even selfish, but we should be in service of others. And that's what people say at your eulogy, right? Is like, they will give you the shirt off their back, right? Right, right. Which is fine if you are comfortable with your internal self. Right. Right? But if you're so worried about what the external world is going to provide or that you can provide to, that your internal isn't setting right, right, then you should not give everything you have right right? you should you should take care of yourself make sure that you're good so that you can be mother Teresa, right and who and and maybe not maybe or not right maybe your talents are in a different way and i i love that you brought this up because this is something that we've been talking about as well in some of my social circles around how that's also kind of disproportionately asked of women you know, we right. are told, lay, oh, yeah. you are subservient. Uh-huh. You need to make sure everybody is taken care of. Yeah. You're the caregiver. Yeah. And if you're somebody like myself who who has never been that way, I can I, – we're, we're touch and go with some of the anniversary plants, you know, <laughs> because – I I've been getting better. I mean, you but I'm I'm better. not innately a nurturer like that. Right. I'm just not. It doesn't fulfill me. So if we have these different social norms that are saying here's how you're supposed to be, you know, I it was really interesting. I did a I did a speaking event a, a couple of years ago and we were talking about the power of decision making. Hmm. And I was talking primarily to women. It was a group of a couple hundred women. There was just a peppering maybe four or five men. And we were talking about how when we make decisions as women, we factor in typically, and obviously this is a general statement, we are thinking about all of the people that it affects. We are thinking about what is our partner going to think? What are all these people? No matter what the decision is, it's not usually based in our own internal self-worth. We're thinking about the repercussions externally. And I asked them, I said, how many of you think that if I asked a group of men How many of them would be so concerned about what everybody else is thinking, so much so that they were paralyzed to make a decision? Right. And they were like, clapping and like, hell. And I'm like, that's right. (laughs) So there's a reason why we need to anchor into that self-worth, right? Our society has kind of built that into especially the white male narrative. It's like... Oh, yeah, just apply for whatever fucking job. You're totally qualified. Just go for shit like the presidency and you're not qualified. (laughs) Sure, go for that. Meanwhile, women can't get paid the same on the dollar, right? Right. We don't need to go down that whole road, although I would love to. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm just I'm glad you brought that up because 
that that's an incredible point. It we do have to be. It feels selfish almost if we, yeah, uh, take time to recalibrate ourselves. But if who was it that said you have to give your hearts over? Spill. It was me. But it wasn't you. I think I you, heard it somewhere. You yeah. heard it somewhere. Ah, uh, you all smug. But I don't remember where. <laughs> I don't remember where that came from. It was giving your heart. Or I, it was in a. Um, it was a class I was taking, and the teacher said it. I think. It's the same thing we've all heard a million times about the oxygen mask, right? You can't right. be all fumbling around, not able to breathe, trying to save everybody else. You're going to pass the fuck out. Right. It is exactly the same in our own life. And that's why I've done podcasts around why selfish is the new black. <laughs> why we do need to anchor into self-worth first if we want to be better spouses and entrepreneurs and siblings and daughters and sons and all of that. We have to believe that we matter in order to influence those relationships powerfully. So if you are interested in Deep Down and Dirty and you are going, oh, my God, that's me. My entire existence is based on if everyone else is happy or approving of me. Mm -hmm. Please go check out my workshop. Have a pen and paper handy. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. And I talk about five key elements that you need to shift if you want to get to this place of genuinely believing in self. And we talk about blame. We talk about the subconscious mind, all of the things that influence it. Thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. And then at the very end... You will see an opportunity to book a call with a member of my team, and you can discuss if Deep Down and Dirty is a, a really great ass kicking for you. If right. it's the the thing it's that, yeah, if it's a good fit for you. Okay, so we got number one: understanding that rest needs that new that new moniker, that new label of restoration, where, where it's going to be restorative and recharging. Number two, what are those areas? What burdens do you need to place down? So visualizing when you start to rest, what occupies your mind, your emotions, your spirit, mm-hmm. jotting that down. Number three, what fills your cup? What is that thing that is going to give you that proverbial oxygen? Mm. So when you take rest... What does that look like? Now, we did a podcast specifically on self-care, and it's episode 344. We'll link to it in the show notes. But I talk a lot about looking at different areas of rest. It can show up as play and recreation. When you're in play, you're usually very present. You're not in the past. You're not in the future. You have to, you know, to keep the ball in the air or to (laughs) play the right cards. You kind of have to be in the present moment. Yeah. Your environment, looking around at, do I need to commune with nature? Do I need to be in a pool or be in water? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to be in the mountains, in the beach, put my feet in the sand? Hmm. Looking at community. Is it restorative for me? A lot of my extroverts out there. It's restorative to have really deep conversation with lots of people. I need to be around human energy. How can you do that in a safe climate right now? Yeah. Like, right. can we get creative? For for those of you who tend to be more introverted, introverted and then tend to isolate, I am one of those. I have to push myself. It's up. real easy to do right now. How can community help me in these moments. And so a lot of times that's reaching out. It's connecting via Zoom. It's having people come and hang out on our porch. We like to call mm. it mask and flask. That's what we called it. I forgot the name. <laughs> that was your, that was all you. I came up with that, yeah. Mask and flask. You just <laughs> we stay out on the porch, but we can at least commune. Is that regenerative for you? Physical. 
Is there things like working out, sleep, taking care of what you're consuming, taking care of your sexual self? All of those things can can be incredibly healing for you. Spiritually, looking at your beliefs, journaling, classes, meditation, possibly church, self-talk. I put all of that kind of in a in a spiritual category. Sure. So in episode 344, we go into that a little bit more at length. So if you want to look at more ideas around these are the ways in which I could rest, we elaborate on it a little bit more there. But even just asking yourself, what are the things that genuinely fill my cup? Is it that community? Is it creation? I love a good like coloring session. Mm -hmm, Or, you you know, I've been thinking lately about getting into cross stitch. I like to make things. I re- that's very- I swear to God, I thought you were going to say CrossFit. No, <laughs> I don't need to be tossing a tire. I was like, baby, you're not a CrossFit Do I candidate. look like I want to no, toss a tire? Not. You're not a CrossFit No. Person. Toss a tire. No, fuck right on <laughs> off of that. <laughs> no, I've been thinking about cross stitch, but it, I know for a lot of people making things, you know, doing something in the arts, maybe it's music, just listening to music. Is it sensory? Is it something related to touch? Is it related to smell, taste? Are there pieces that you know, ah, every time I'm at the beach, I feel restored. Mm -hmm. Okay. How can we do that in a smaller scale? Maybe it's watching something that is specifically about the greatest beaches in the world and giving yourself the time to just you know, chill out and watch that. Maybe it's visiting various museums online, doing digital exploration, learning something. What feels restorative to you? Some people, it's just napping. Sometimes it's touch, like massage or a facial or things like that. So start thinking, if I want to jump back in to my that sympathetic response and I want to be with a full tank, how do I need to put my burdens down? What are they? And then what would be restorative? And then finally, number four, do it. Book in some rest. Do it. Do it. Book in some rest and book it in through a different lens, not through the lens of, oh, I should be doing this and, oh, I'm so lazy, but through that new perspective of I need to restore and I need to have that courage Hmm. to do what society is telling me, fuck right on off with that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I recently had, I've been going through some stuff with my own adrenals and was talking to my doctor about it. And so I've been kind of bouncing back between Western and Eastern methodologies. And so I was talking to my regular Western doctor and I said, what do you typically suggest for that? And she said, rest. (laughs) And and my first thought was like, oh yeah, fuck right on off. Yeah, of course. Of course that's what you would say. And then my thought was, okay, I'm going to go back to the Eastern and I'm just going to be like, what supplements you got? Like, let's load this bitch up. Right, right. And But it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's I don't want to actually look at what's restorative. And then when I looked at or had this conversation with Dr. T, I went, oh, that's what's missing. Because a lot of times when I'm in that rest state, I'm in that downtime, I'm mad that I'm not productive. And I'm going... When is this going to end? When is this? When am I going to have more energy? When I'm going to be able to be up and out? And what about? That's not resting. That's yep. massive mental clutter. Right. So book book it in. All right. So here's what we got. These are the four 
items of analyzing how to truly rest. Number one, changing that perspective of rest needs to actually be restorative. It's when I put my burdens down. Number two, what are those burdens? Getting really clear, writing them out. These are the things I need to let go of. And sometimes what you can do is directly tie that to the thing that's restorative. So for example, if you've been, one of your burdens has been maybe a really contentious relationship with a family member and you just have been stewing on it and ruminating on it, it's been ruining a lot of things, perhaps the antidote is communing with somebody who you are totally vibing with, you're on the same plane of existence, you know, you really get it, you always feel supported. That may be the way to put the burden down. Okay. All right, so then number three, looking at what fills your cup, and then finally four, book in some rest. And after this, I think I already told you, I'm taking a nap. Take yourself a nap. I am. I'm. (sighs) I have something to add. Yeah, I'd love to hear Um, it. A lot of my clients come in when they're already over the radar. They're already over red. Yep. Right? They're they're maxed out. Their shoulder is killing them. They're in emergency status. And I'm like, there were steps before that that you could have registered before you got to that point of emergency, mm-hmm. right? So look for those things like relying on on stimulants to get you through the day. Yes. Looking for depressants to get you to, into rest and sleep. Yep. Fuzzy eyes, like vision. Yep. Having trouble with your vision or- um, Losing focus. Losing focus, yeah. Look for those signs that are happening before you get to like, I need a damn break, right? Yeah. Then you can mitigate it before it gets to that point of adrenal fatigue um, and uh, uh, all of these autoimmune responses that come with overstimulating our sympathetic, right? right? I I have found that that has been a great tool for people. And it's going to be uniquely yours, right? But look for those signs that tell you, the earlier signs that tell you, I need need some rest. I need to take a break. Right. Such a great point. I'm really, really glad you brought that up because I think for many of us, we we don't give those credence. We go, I just need some more coffee. I just need a glass of wine. You're in go mode. Or, oh, that's weird that I've been feeling a little brain fog. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Persevere. Push through. Right. Right. Your body is always taking care of you. Listen it's to the signs. talking to you. Yeah. So are your emotions. If yeah. you've been feeling overtly blue or anxious, shit's going on. Listen to those things. I think we spend so much time wanting to run from them. Yeah. Right. Like, why do I need rest? Disassociate. Almost. Why do I have this? Let's just, uh, let's just go to whatever is the quick fix. Why can't my body just do what I'm asking it to do? Ew, buddy. Uh. Uh, that's because you sit in a chair for eight hours a day. Right. And then go do cross-stitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cross-stitch a tire. <laughs> and then I'm going to go cross-stitch me some abs. And I'm going to write cross-stitch above it. <laughs> above it, yes. Just a tire that says cross-stitch. Cross-stitch. <laughs> I love it. All right. So I hope this is really helpful for you, especially during what we've all been contending with lately. Right. We love you so very much. If love you, peeps. you have a moment to do an iTunes review, we would be hugely appreciative. And if you are serious about changing shit up, please check that workshop out. If you are getting to that place of emergency status, like I cannot keep moving on like this, 
being in my own way. Mm-hmm. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop and just just see. The worst thing is is you're going to learn something. <laughs> it's the worst thing that happens. That's the worst thing that happens. The best thing that happens is you could possibly change your entire life. So on that note, we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Ms. and Mr. Smith, out. Mm -hmm.